What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is episode 17 on Cinema Conversations, which is just, it still blows my mind that we're almost at the 20th mark, uh, 20 episodes into this podcast, which is just wild. Um, I've had 138 plays in total, which is just wild. Uh, 12 people still following this, so thank you so much to everyone who listens and tune in and just hear me trying to run about films. It really means a lot, and I can't thank you enough. But I hope you're all doing well, uh, I hope all is going well with you all, and I hope you're having a great day, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, today's episode, I'm giving uh, my review and thoughts, and I'm going to say it's a spoiler-free review on Emerald Fennel's Saltburn, the latest film of hers, which is a psychological thriller drama. Uh, she, was, she was the writer, director, and she produced it, and funnily enough, Margot Robbie who was also a producer on this as well. Uh, the cast, it stars Barry... Now, I'm going to say Keegan, but I feel like it's Keoghan. But I'm sorry if I've got that name wrong. But Barry Keoghan, Jacob Elodi, Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant, Ol- uh, Alison Oliver, sorry, and Archie Madiqui. I hope I've said that right. And also uh, Kerry Mulligan as well. Although she's only in it for a very small time. But she's still part of the film. And... Wow... I, Saltburn is a wild film, I, I gotta tell you that, and I mean that in a good way, it's very well written, but I have to say that this film is just beautifully shot, every scene is, 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 is unbelievable, you know, there are just, the way that this film is shot, which the aspect ratio of the shot is one thirty three, one which uh, Emerald Fennel described it as a peeping in shop, but it is fantastic. And how it looks in every scene is, it's incredible. It, it really is incredible. It's incredibly well shot. Um, of course, the cinematography is by uh, Oscar winner, actually, which I completely forgot, Linus Sandgren, who has done work on Babylon, La La Land, First man, he actually won the Oscar for um, La La Land actually, which was crazy. I was looking through and I was like, "Oh, he won the Oscar for that." I was like, "I completely forgot." Um, and he also did American Hustle, I believe, with David Abide from uh, David or Russell. But the, uh, the the cinematography in this film is probably one of the highlights of this film because I mean, and this is that, that's not a critique at all. That, that's just being me being genuine. The the cinematography in this film. Is, is probably one of the highlights. It is beautifully well shot. Every scene is just incredible. And it's the perfect... I think the aspect ratio is perfect for it. It's everything how this film is meant to be. The way that it's filmed. Also the way how the characters are in uh, in, in front of the camera. It, it's fantastic. It's... The best way I could describe Saltburn is it's... Definitely sexy. It's shocking. It's intense. Would say raunchy to an extent, as well as saying sexy. It's unique. It's intelligent. It's it's a wild film. It's not too wild, but it still is a wild film. Now, 
I'm keeping it spoiler free because I don't want to ruin anything. But I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And then I saw the second trailer, which felt gave away too much. However, I can confirm that the second trailer, while it does give most of the film away, you haven't seen anything. And the, the first trailer, I think, the first trailer has like so many, how do I say this without trying to sound like I'm ruining it, has so many shots that are just the complete opposite. So you look at them and think, oh, that's going to be in this bill, it's going to be there, or this scene's going to be there. It's the total opposite. It's it's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that the trailer gave away too much, but then you watch the film and you're like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I was not expecting that. But Saltburn, I got to see, and funnily enough, actually, it's uh, the, the initial release date is November 17th, so next Friday for both UK and US. Uh, but because I have a... Limited card at the my local Sydney world. You gotta um one of the perks of it is you gotta see uh certain films before the release and Saltburn. I was like I have to see that as soon as I can, and I was beyond excited that they were getting an unlimited screening of it because it's been one of my most most anticipated films of this year, and I can say actually it's my sixth favorite film of this year. There's been so many great films that have been coming out this year, but Saltburn. Excuse me, so sorry. Saltburn is my sixth and sixth and favorite film of this year. It's a fantastic film. It really is a triumphant, and it's just incredible. You know, there are some scenes that make you go a bit, oh, and there are some scenes that make you go, oh, <laughs> like, you know, like, and that's not even a critique. It's just. It's very wild, it's raunchy, it's sexy, it's intelligent, it's, you know, it, it's fantastic, it's got a great cast, and, and I, I can confirm as well that I get the hype with, with Jacob Elordi, like, I'd heard of him, I've not seen him in anything, um, I think, was it Europhia that he's in? I can't remember what he was in, but I remember a lot of people talk about him and saying, like, you know, he's, he's beautiful and he's this, that, and he's a great actor. And then when I saw him in this, I, thought, I was like, okay, yes, he is a beautiful man. Yes, he is a phenomenal actor. I was like, I get it now. Like, I fully, fully get it. I get the hype around him. And he was great. He was really, really good on, on screen. Uh, the, the chemistry that him and Barry Keoghan's character, Oliver and Felix... You know, them two, for me, you could, the whole film, like, they could do the whole film around them two, which it is, but it isn't, and that's not a spoiler, but they could do the whole film around them, and they would both be incredible together, because they really were, and, and it does, but you'll know what I mean when you watch it, but, man, this, they would, you know, both Barry Keoghan and Jacob Elode were fantastic, I mean, there's, there's, you know, the cast is incredible. Everyone is fantastic in this. There's not one bad single performance in this. But I do have to be a little bit biased and say that Barry Keoghan nails it. Like, he is just incredible. And I'm a big fan of his, of his work as well. I'm a big admirer of him. I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I think he's like two or three years older than me. As I'm 26, and I think he's like 20 or 29. But that man, he is fantastic in this film. If 
if they're to do the Oscars, I hope he gets nominated for the Oscars because his performance in this was really captivating. You know, he was fantastic. He was really, really good. I would even say put Jacob Elodi in for supporting for best supporting actor because he was also good. But it's Barry Keoghan who really is the star and the MVP and outshines everyone. As much as everyone else is good, Barry's performance is just incredible. And, you know, he, he's, he is a fantastic actor. You know, if uh, some films of his, if you've not seen Killing of a Sacred Deer, is just, you know, he plays a psychopath, but he is incredible in that. Of course, it's, you know, it's not a spoiler. He was in the Plays the Joker for Matt Reeves' Batman, which blew me away and I loved it that that deleted scene with uh, him as the Joker oh fantastic then of course you've got Dunkirk which was I think that was more of his big role that everyone did because I was like who's the young kid um, I'm trying to think uh, Banshees of Inishirin he's Barry Keoghan is, is fantastic apparently he was meant to be in Gladiator 2 opposite Paul Meskel which would have been great but unfortunately, I think he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts with Saltburn. So he did Saltburn instead. I think. I say I think he did. He did, yeah, I think he. Did. I think the reason what what I meant was is that I think he the reason why he dropped out from that was because it conflicted him with uh, Saltburn. But he was just fantastic. But everyone else, though, as I said, even though I said that Barry outshines everyone else, everyone else though was still great. You know, as I said, Jacob Elordi was fantastic. He was a really, really, he was just incredible in every scene he was in. You know, he really did, was captivated by his performance and how he was. And then, of course, you know, Rosamund Pike. I, I keep, I, it's funny, actually, because I think most people know her from Gone Girl, David Fincher's uh, psychological thriller. And I always forget that she's British, um, not American. Uh, because, you know, in Gone Girl, she's, she plays uh, an American woman. But I was there and I was like, oh yeah, she's British, I forgot. Um, but her performance in this was, again, every, I feel everyone's performance in this film was captivating. Everyone's performance was incredible. Everyone's performance was just fantastic. The, you know, even Richard E. Grant, who, he didn't really have a, you know, his role was, it was only like he wasn't on that much, but his his role was still good. Of course, Alison Oliver. Um, the I think actually the biggest surprise one out of everyone who was in, which was definitely Archie Madaqui, who apparently he was in Hereditary, which I've not seen, but I need to see. I know terrible. Call myself a film fan, and I haven't seen that. <laughs> but he was in Gran Turismo, and he was fantastic in a in a film that he was practically leading all by himself and he was brilliant which i think i gave my review on that i'm not too sure it might have been one of the early ones but he was also really good in this he played an american but he was fantastic and he was like again you know he was a bastard but he played it so well in the film the character that he played was a total bastard but he was fantastic and how he played that was just brilliant. You know, it, the whole cast was fantastic. It, it's going to be, I, I'm really, I'm excited to see what the Oscars, are, who the Oscars are going to do. And, uh, are they going to pick and everything? But if I had to have it my way, I would probably say Rosamund Pike as supporting actress, Barry Keoghan as, as a leading act, as the best actor, 
Jacob Elodie as supporting actor um, because, you know, he was great. And Alison Oliver, again, she was fantastic. I don't think I've seen her in anything, so I need to, uh, well, definitely need to watch more on her stuff. But Saltburn, it's, oh, it's just every shot, as I said, it is beautifully well shot. I, I just want to see that film again. Because, you know, it's just, it, it's superb. It is, I think it's one of the best films of this year. There's been a lot of great films. And as I said, it's my sixth favourite film of this year. Uh, I also believe, I think it's the 97th film I've seen coming out from 2023, which is just wild. I saw the other day that someone on Twitter was uh, 197 films in. I thought, holy shit, that's more than me. But, you know... Um, I'm not selective with my films. I'll literally watch anything. Um, I like I've still got Five Nights at Freddy to watch, which I've had a lot of mixed reviews on. And then there's one called The Royal Hotel, so I'm looking forward to them. But you know, as I said, I I believe that Saltburn is 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 probably one of the best films of this year. And Emerald Fennell, she is fantastic. Again, I've not watched her in or anything because she's a uh, I think she was an actor and then went director. I'm not too sure, but. She was just, you know, how she made this film, the writing of this film, is just incredible. Like, really incredible. You know, the, the, the writing between the character, the, the, not the writing, sorry, the, the writing is fantastic. And I think if you watch enough films, you can definitely tell between what's good writing and what's not. And I feel for me... The writing in Saltburn was just fantastic. You know, the whole set in the early 2000s, because it's set in 2006, you know, it was weird. And what was also weird was seeing, like, the old British pound notes. Like, might sound terribly English of me when I say this, but it was just weird to see the old English notes that we used to have before they changed. Only like, oh, the old English pound, the, only, the, 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 the old bank notes that we used to have. And you're just like, oh, you know. I don't know if it's just the Britishness in me or whatnot, but it was wild. And then, you know, the phones with the Nokias and all that. I gotta say as well, the soundtrack was brilliant. The use of the songs they used in the early 2000s was just, it just represented everything about the early 2000s. And I don't think we, we appreciate the early 2000s enough. Um, there was also the, um, oh, what was it? The, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say but the whole 2000 vibes and the aesthetics it was just fantastic and I think how Emerald Fennel shown that was just great you know it was really well shown throughout the film I don't want to say too much about the film because it'll kind of lead into spoiler territory and I don't want to do that so I'm going to keep as I said I'll um, I'll, uh, I'll keep it spoiler free uh, no sorry it is a spoiler free um but, you know, what I was just going to say is, is that if you like these type of films where, there, you know, I can't really say why it's... I can't really go too much in detail about the psychological of, uh, psychological of it and the, the thrill of it. All I would just say is, is that I cannot recommend this film enough because it is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And if, if Barry Keoghan doesn't get nominated for, um, for an Oscar, something's wrong. Like, seriously, something is wrong because 
he's just incredible in everything that he's in and he's a fantastic actor you know from Ireland there's a lot of great actors from Ireland like Jamie Dornan if that's if that's how you pronounce his last name Paul Mescal who's fantastic obviously you got Colin Farrell and Blanding uh Brandon Brandon Gleeson uh you know there's a there's a lot of great actors from from Ireland obviously Killian Murphy as well you know and and Barry's like Barry Keoghan is just he's fantastic he really is he's you know it, he's a fascinating actor like how he I don't know it's, just, it's hard to describe because him in the lead in this you know he's just it was weird because I saw a bit of myself in his character in in Oliver's character that he plays uh, but you know he was just really captivating and how how the writing like I want to say almost like draws you in to his you know how do I describe it into his demeanor could we say if that's the right word maybe or like the psychology of him and his brain and everything like that is just fantastic and how he performs that and how he shows that but also how the film shows shows it as well is fantastic it's really, really well done. Um, Jacob Elordi, as I said, you know, I, 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 I understand the hype around him now. I really understand the hype. I probably need to watch more stuff in him, but I feel that he's also going to be a big powerhouse because he's only, he's only, I think it's just only just been recently in the last few years that he's just been blowing up. And, you know, when I, when I look at actors who are blowing up, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But he really, like, I really understand why people uh, admire him and, you know, say that he's he's fantastic because he is. You know, he's really good. I, if anything, like I wanted more of Felix and Oliver's relate more not relationship, but more just more of them. Like I just wanted them to be in every scene together because every scene they were in together, they were just, it was like, a beautiful game of tennis. They just kept going back and forth, and the way they kept going back and forth with each other was just, fantastic, really well done. You know, it's I feel it's more them two that will get more of the buzz and that's not a bad thing because the rest of the cast are great but I feel them two will get more of the more of a buzz than the rest of the cast and you know obviously as you can tell I'm a, I'm a big admirer of Barry Keoghan and Jacob Elordi I will definitely watch more stuff on he's fantastic um, but it's just it's a wild film it's a triumphant film very dark humoured as well I must admit so you could almost say it, say it as a psychological uh, thriller, a black comedy thriller, drama, but it's just, it's fantastic, you know, I, I've lost how many times I'm probably going to say that this film is fantastic, because it really is, and I wouldn't say something, say say a word of the amount of times if I didn't feel that it was, if it wasn't, sorry, because if it was, if it wasn't, sorry, that didn't make any sense, because it was, it was fantastic, it was shocking, it was sexy, and some scenes you're just like, okay and you know i could hear in certain scenes people were, like laughing i gotta admit as well actually the screen that i was in people were actually like it was quite packed and i was really surprised for a film like saltburn as well i was really surprised i thought there'd be only like a couple a couple of people like 10 or 12 maybe but there must have been at least about 20 25 people in there 30 which is pretty good for a screen like that but it's a it's a it's a fantastic film. Um, I believe that they it was uh, shot in North Hampshire, 
and additional scenes were shot at uh, Oxford, which I thought was brilliant. You know, there's there's so many icon. I'm already calling it iconic, but there are so many iconic shots in the film. So, for example, when Barry's on the table in Saltburn, and like, you know how his face at the camera, but it's also on the table, and then like the the water scene and. Oh man, there's um there's one good scene that I reckon that will have a lot of people being thirsty over it. Jacob Elordi just like uh, smoking a cigarette, but how it's shot, I'm just like wow, that is a really good shot. That's a fantastic shot, you know, and I can't say too much on this one because I it's not spoiler territory. But at the end, there's a there's. There is a fair bit of nudity in this film. I will say that it is a 15. If you're not comfortable with that, you know, don't watch it. But there is a fair bit of nudity. And at the end, let's just say there's a dancing scene. I'm not going to say who, uh, but there is a, a nude dancing scene. And I was like, yep, yep, okay. I like that. Because, you know, people dance, you know, we, I think dancing scenes in films should should be more often like dancing scenes in films are just great i, I was saying to a friend before i just it allows to express the character more and everything and the dancing scene that'll probably live in my head rent free now because like just just with how it just felt iconic in some way i was like this is going to become iconic now but a lot of people in this film they do get the kit off a bit uh, and kit off, but the kit off. I mean that you know they basically just get naked. There are some scenes I'm like, I really wonder how the cast felt when they were when they got told like, oh yeah, we're gonna be doing a nude shoot, and he just like what? Because if that was me, I would be scared shitless to do a nude scene. But no, I um, there the 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 dancing scene, the new dancing scene at the end, <laughs> that was just fantastic. That was just brilliant. I just loved that. I thought, yep. And the fact that you saw the f everything of of the person who was dancing at the end, I was like, okay then. So, you know, I would really love to know how they did the, the, the nude scenes, because I know nudity is not easy to do in, in films and stuff. I was like, so, but yeah, it was just great. But Saltburn is fantastic. <laughs> people are going to be thinking how many times is this is he going to say fantastic because every word the word seems to be fantastic 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 someone said it to me the other day actually a friend of mine actually said uh, he said every other word was absolutely incredible i was like yeah and i'm not even i've not said that yeah but no assault is absolutely incredible there we go so if you're listening to this and you know who who uh who it, who it was then there you go i said it uh just a little inside joke with a friend of mine but no, it, it was just, you know, it, but it, it was funny, actually, because I thought on one hand, the film was about acceptance and being someone, wanting to be someone. And then I also thought that it was about um, being real and who you are. And then I thought, and then obviously, you know, let's call it events happen that it completely changed my whole percep perception of it all completely changed with an instant because I was like, oh, this film's all about, like, acceptance and stuff. And then the film's just like, nah, something else is going to happen. And you're like, wait, what? Like, you know, there are, I think, without saying too much, there are definitely questions that it definitely raised. 
which makes you think about the film a lot more. And I think because of what happens, it definitely does raise some questions and you're just like, wait, so, but how? And you're just like asking yourself and you're just like constantly wanting to know how this even happened. Because, you know, you, you, you don't know, um, what's the word? Oh, sorry. Forgive me. You don't know, for me in particular anyway, you're just like asking questions about the whole thing. And you're just like, but how did that happen? Or, but where was that? And, you know, it just, it really does make you, you know, it does make you ask questions. Especially to coming towards the end, which I saw a review saying that it lost its act. And it, it's like the, the third act was a letdown. And I was like, what was let down about the third act though? I mean, I was just, I mean... Well, because I'm not a picky person and I don't pick film apart, you know, at the end of the day, I do this because I give my review and a thoughts on. In fact, no, I think most of the most of our reviews are just our own thoughts, what we liked and what we didn't like, because we're not professionals. You know, even when people say, well, you got professional reviews, I'm like, I don't even think that professional reviews are professional. You know, what is a professional reviewer? So I would so, you know, I, I was there going, what was bad about the third ad? The third act was probably if anything, the most shocking thing about the whole film in general, you know, I was watching it and then, you know, when everything, when stuff was going on, I'm like, wait, what? I was more shocked than anything. So I don't know what, you know, I may, maybe I might do a, a session on that of, uh, um, not a session, sorry. Uh, what's the word? An episode on, you know, reviews and stuff, but whatever. But no, th this, you know, as I said, it, it, it was shocking. I mean, very it's very sexy in certain places. There's, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's raunchy. It's just, you know, when it said, it, it said that, because it contained, they said it contained strong violence, nudity, not strong violence, strong sex, nudity, language. And I was like, okay, it's going to be like a teen film or something like that or something to do with it. And it was the complete opposite. You know, I, uh, I was just like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> Which I think if you're not comfortable with sex scenes, I think you might be a little bit uncomfortable with certain scenes, with what happens. But I don't know. I I think I think if you're a fan of the cast that are in this film, if you're a fan of Emerald Fennel, then I would say to not sleep on this film because it is a fantastic film. It's incredible. Masterpiece? I mean, the shoe fits, you could say that. But I don't know, masterpiece gets is a word that gets thrown around. I think it's a, but I would, but then that's not to critique this film at all. I would definitely say that it is a phenomenal film. You know, it is, it is incredible. It is fantastic. We need to do a count of how many times I say words in certain reviews, don't we? Like, every time I say a word, like a fire or something. <laughs> but, no, it's, Saltburn is one of those films, I think, you know, it's very emotion, not emotionally, it's very invested in terms of the characters and everything else. And it get it, 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 how it uh, captivates you and how it keeps you hooked throughout the entire film is something that some films can struggle to do. Not all, but some films can struggle. And I think with Saltburn, it definitely, you know, has you gripped because you you're wanting to know more and everything each shot every frame is is incredible it's beautifully well shot 
it's incredible um you know the cinematography is just unbelievable if this doesn't if linus sangren doesn't win for best cinematographer then i don't know what will but at the same time we've had some gorgeous looking films this year you know the cinematographer oppenheimer was just incredible past lives by greta lee across the spider verse anatomy of a fall john wick 4 guardians of the galaxy Vol. 3 there's been some great cinematography uh how in in the films today and you know the, so the way the films have been shot asteroid city is one of them i think the cinematography that was great you know and it's just everything that's in the scene but it's like how they've they've done they've done those scenes or how they've done that particular shot like the, i'm going to call it the table mirror effects or something in the salt burn it's fantastic it, it, it's brilliant you know i've uh I, I really think this film i don't know actually it, it's going to be hard for cinematography for the oscars because there's so much going on um but oh man it was just i want to see this film again because i'm still thinking about everything that's going on and with all the events and everything that happens and the characters and the story it's just incredible it's definitely one of my favorite films of this year salt but you know the score i meant to say the score is also fantastic um i think how oh, was it that did the score anthony willis i believe which i'm not too familiar with ooh, ooh, forgive me i'm not too familiar with his um i'm not too familiar with his work or i might be just not i might i might be but i'm not too sure but his music the music in this the score was fantastic and as I said before, the, the use of soundtracks, the use of songs that were in this, because scores and soundtracks people think are the same. And in a way, then they are, but they're not, they're not, you know. Um, but, you know, how they've, the, the use of songs they've used from the mid to, from the early 2000s and everything, you know, it's set in 2006, is, it's just, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've, I've been yawning three times now. It's just fantastic. Um... But Saltburn, oh man, I really, really love this film. And I was just so glad that even though I'd seen the trailer and the trailer gave away a fair bit of the film, I was just so glad that like it didn't give, didn't show the key points because it shows you one side of the film and then the next thing you know, they you watch the film and you're just like, I was not expecting anything like that at all. So I think in a way the trailer does a good job of not giving you everything but it does show you the most you know certain scenes and stuff that you'll that when you watch the film you're like oh um it's 2007 because i remember thinking uh when, when i finished when it finished i was like oh that must have gone on for a bit i thought it was like 2013 and it was 2007 um but it was it's just an incredible film if you get the chance go watch it do not sleep on this film it's fantastic it will it is very it's captivating. It has you invested with everyone. There's not a dull moment on scene, in my opinion, where, you know, there's not one dull moment. Everything is just shot so well and everything is just fantastic and, and incredibly well shot. Uh, the cast is amazing. The cinematography is beautiful. The story and the writing and everything about this film is just 
incredible that if you get the chance to watch this film, please go watch it because you will not be disappointed, especially for Barry Keoghan's performance. Even if you're just a fan of Barry Keoghan and you have no interest in anything else, watch it for Barry because Barry's fantastic. You know, I there are so many iconic shots in that in that film that I'm just like, these are going to be remembered for so many reasons. Excuse me. And I feel, I feel the dance scene at the end. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry about that, folks. Must be a little more tired than usual. Uh, the, the the dance scene at the end is just. I feel like that's just going to become iconic. And if it doesn't, then something's wrong. Something is very, very wrong. But no, it's um, it's fantastic. It, you know, it's really. Yeah, I've probably lost count how many times I've said fantastic on this, so I'm really sorry if I've the word been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> but if you get a chance to, to watch it, please go and watch this film, Saltburn. It's just, it's sexy, it's intelligent, it's unique, it's insane, it's, it's raunchy, it's wild, and I think you could even say grotesque in it with certain scenes, but I don't want to say too much, but it is, you know, it is great, it's just... Oh man, I I really love this film. Really, really love this film. And as I said, it's my sixth favorite film of this year, which made it my ninety seventh or ninety eighth film of the year. And it was just wild. And it was it's probably one of my yeah no it is one of my favorites. You know, um, but yeah, Saltburn is just fantastic, and I have to see that film again at some point because it is just. An incredible film and it's not one to be missed um obviously with me being in uni and everything it's hard to watch film like going to the cinema to watch the same film again because when i was back home it was different but i feel with salt burn i would definitely go and see this again i mean i said this about saw 10 because saw 10 was fantastic and i didn't get a chance to see that again but i know it will be coming on blu-ray soon and i'll be released on amazon and everything but salt burn what a film what a bloody film if you get the chance to watch this, please go and give this a watch because it will not disappoint you. It's fantastically written and directed. You know, Emerald Fennel, I feel like I'm going to have to watch more of her films now. But the, as I said, the cast is amazing. The The story is also fantastic. The cinematography is stunning. The music and the score, you know, is... Um, it's just incredible. And this film is just amazing absolutely fantastic it's brilliant don't sleep on this film it's fantastic um trying to think is there anything else i can say with it or not but no so with that being said um i will leave it there in today's episode this is episode 17 which is still blows me away but we're nearly at 20 episodes nearly at 20 episodes so you know, we got a good couple of, we got a, um, that will, I'll put a wrap to that. Um, uh, I'll also do another interval. This isn't going to be like a regular thing. There's just, uh, some other updates to talk about. Cause I feel like I want to leave it at this one, but, um, uh, but yeah, this has been crazy. Um, but Saltburn is a phenomenal film that you have to check out. And I definitely think you should give this a watch when, when you can. But that's my take on Saltburn. It releases on November 17th in the UK, both UK and America. 
So if you get the chance, go watch it, go support it, and just be just just be indulged by this psychological thriller drama that's sexy, intelligent, provocative, um, wild, and, and and everything. It's just it's a great film. So, but I will leave you with that. Um, I'm gonna do a little gonna have a little interval then i'm gonna do another quick episode after this one so like it'll be a break and then i'll be doing a next one but i will leave it there for now i just want to say thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it it means a lot to the 12 followers that are still following this uh podcast thank you so much it, it means the absolute world um but i hope you're all doing well i hope you have a great uh, rest of the week we're almost a friday I hope you're having a good week. If you're not, I'm sorry to hear that, but do not worry because it will only get better. Stay as positive as you can and keep going as best as you can. And I will see you in uh, after these short moments, but I will also see you in the next episode. So yeah, thanks for being here and I will see you in the uh, episode 18, which I don't know what that one will be, but it will definitely... Uh, I don't know what film it will be, but... Thank you so much for everything, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Have a good, enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Well, it's good, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back again to Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. This is still episode 17, but it was just a little break, a little pause. Uh, just to say of the uh, rest of the what to look forward to for the rest of November in terms of cinema releases um, obviously as I've just did my review on Saltburn um, but you've also got uh, Saltburn coming out on November 17th for both UK and America uh, you've also got The Marvels which comes out this weekend the latest installment in uh, the MCU there's also um, Thanksgiving, Eli Roth's new slasher horror film, which I'm really excited for. You've also got The Hunger Games, uh, The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. And of course, the biggest release of November, Napoleon, directed by Ridley Scott. So, oh, and actually, I just remembered then, we've also, also got the, the uh, David Fincher's latest film coming out this year uh coming out this month sorry the killer with michael fassbender which there's a cinema up in manchester that is showing the killer and i'm hoping 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 i can watch this in a cinema because if i can i will be ecstatic i'll be on cloud nine watch being able to watch this but we got some good films coming out this month for sure there's a couple of others but um those for me are probably the biggest ones for November. The Marvels I am looking forward to, and I am actually seeing that there has been getting a lot of positive reactions to it, um, which makes me very happy because you know the MCU has been going through a bit of a rocky path, but I'm looking forward to it for sure. I think it'll be fun seeing Kamala Khan and uh, Monica Rambo and Captain Marvel. I think it's going to be great, you know, it's going to be good to see Miss Marvel, I was a huge fan of the Miss Marvel show and I think, uh, oh, Iman Vellani did a great job as playing Kamala Khan and, you know, it's great to see Brie Larson back as Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, which I, I do feel that people are being too harsh on her, she's, she's a, you know, Brie Larson, she's a fantastic actress, 
Um, and I do feel that, I do think people are going overboard with the hate on her. She does not deserve the hate. Um, as I said, you got Thanksgiving, Eli Ross' new film, which I'm really excited for, actually. I've seen the trailer a few times, and it looks... It just looks dumb fun, you know. It, it just looks like a gr just a good slasher to kick back and relax. And it's good to see that Eli Roth is back in the horror genre with another slasher horror. Um, you know, I've uh, I've watched I've watched a couple of his films. Eli Roth, I think he's a great actor. I like what he does. Um, Thanksgiving though, it looks really really good. It, it, it was funny actually because I remember I said to myself that. Um, well, what was it that uh, I actually said this to a friend that I want to know when Eli Roth is going to come back in horror again and do another horror because I miss I need there's a couple of films of his I need to watch but uh, but, but the uh, the fact that he's doing another horror apparently he exited the Borderlands film that's coming out and Tim Miller took over so I don't know if he was fired or not but I don't really know so I can't really make a comment on that or an assumption but um to see him that he was back doing Thanksgiving, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It just looks dumb fun, and it just looks like a typical horror slasher, but it just looks like it's going to be good, and it's Eli Roth. So, then of course you've got The Hunger Games, uh, The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes, which is a prequel to the original uh, Hunger Games, which I've not seen for a long time, actually, and I've been recently just been reading the book. I'm only a a chapter in but i have started the book um and i have seen some early reviewers calling it the best one since catching fire which and you know i'll be honest when i saw the the trailer for the film i was a bit like nah i'm not really that fussed it looks good but you know and then as they kept showing the trailer i thought you know what this looks absolutely fantastic this looks brilliant i'm really on board and i don't know i'm it looks fantastic um then of course you got David Killer, uh, David David Killer, David Fincher's The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Uh, it also sees the return of Michael Fassbender. He's not been a, in a film for a good few years, um, and I've also seen people uh, saying that it's a you know it's a very slick and a very good film. It's very, it's obviously it's a violent film, but it's you know it's a really slick, uh, incredible film, and Michael Fassbender's brilliant, which I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm hoping, as I said, that I can watch this in cinema because I think, you know, it, it'll be great if I can because as much as I'll get Netflix back, I don't really want to watch this in the own comfort. I want to be able to see it because I think something like that should be seen on it. But I'm looking forward to this. So, and of course, the last one being uh, Ridley Scott's latest film, Napoleon, with Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, obviously Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon, uh, and Ridley Scott directing, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I read the other day that Napoleon, uh, Napoleon, Ridley Scott has got a four-hour cut that he wants to release on, uh, that he wants to release on Apple, and I was like, forget releasing it on Apple. I was like, release it on Blu-ray, man. I was like, I was like, I'll watch it on, uh, Blu-ray. Four hours of that. I was like, yes. And apparently, uh, the Kingdom of Jerusalem, Kingdom of Heaven, sorry. He, um, there's like a three and a half cut of it, which I've got the director's cut on Blu-ray. I'm still yet to watch it. But I was just like, just release it on Blu-ray. But that, and Napoleon is another big film I'm really looking forward to. I get to see it on the Wednesday. Uh, it comes out, the, the tickets are actually all available for it now. But I'm really excited for it. Um, 
there's a there's a there's some so there is some good films about four or five films that I'm looking forward to this month. Um, but as I said before, you know, I th I really feel that this year has been a great year for film. Um, but yeah, I I think it's been, you know, November's got some good films coming up. So, but I I just thought I just thought before because I didn't want to say it all in one episode. I thought if I did a little break and then I come back and do of what's happening in November, just to, to, you know, keep you all up to date with all the filming. In fact, I might start doing that, you know, every month, do my review, take a little short break, and then, you know, explain what the what the rest of the films are. I also want to say as well, because I saw it before I did my review for Saltburn, the, the SAG and, uh, the SAG, SAG after team, um, have, uh, because they've been on strike, they finally came to a deal with all the studio companies on a three-year new plan, which means it puts an end to all the strikes. Um, so, you know, everyone can get back into work. We can get back films and people can talk about films without, you know, not being able to talk about it because of obviously strikes and stuff. But it just makes me so happy that, you know, people went back at them and told and, and, and striked to get something right. And they did. And obviously the outcome was 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 what exactly what we all wanted. We wanted the studios, the big studio corporations, because this is the thing, right? You got all these big studio company heads that are making billions of dollars, billions of dollars every year on films that they green light and they're doing and stuff, but they can't seem to pay their actors or directors and everything fairly. So then people obviously have gone back, and it's and I think the problem that they have is that they're forgetting that. Without directors, without cast and crews, they don't have a film. So if you don't have a film, what are you going to do? You can't do it yourself. You know, they get the people to come in to work for them. They get a cut of that film. They get their percent. They get their. They get paid for their stuff. And then obviously because they're, you know, they're making billions. They're only giving like two one not even one percent of their well okay one percent of what, uh, what directors and actors and writers should get. So that's like if. You got Bob Iger, who gets seventy million a year, but then gives some, but then gives someone who writes a critically acclaimed film or a series ten grand or fifty grand, seventy million, ten grand. That's not fair, is it? You know, but with the determination and the commitment that everyone has had, we finally got the result that we needed, and they've finally come to an agreement, which makes me happy because these big CEOs. Around like seventy million or seventy or you know I, I don't know I don't want to know how much they're pulling in because it's just disgusting, and they're getting all the big money and yet all actors and directors and writers and all all that just wanted was just a fair pay, you know if you're gonna get seventy million, why don't you just give me ten million or twenty million, or something like that I don't know, but, you know I read I saw it before and I thought that it'd be something to bring up because as I said you know this politic the, the this politics this podcast is not for to get political or anything like that at all it's to talk about films and films and everything and all that good stuff but I think some but because something like this does affect films you know I do have to talk about it and I don't have a big voice but I have a platform that I can use my voice on so it would only make sense for me to talk about it which I was going to do at uh, an episode on but obviously you know they've come to an agreement and the strike is now done which makes me unbelievably happy so yeah so i'm just happy for everyone who you know 
got their names to be heard and got and, and still carried on protesting to get something right and sag after you know i'm so happy for them that they pushed for a fair deal because that's all people want they just want a fair deal you know so i'm really happy that it's come to an agree it's come to an end and i think it was after 118 days it's a huge achievement in hollywood it really is you know with a bit of with with talk and passion with not even passion actually with commitment and dedication and talk like humans we can achieve anything so it makes me happy because every we can get films done quicker now films can get even changed around we're still getting due next year which does piss me off because we should have had it this year but you know it's coming out next year so that's one film of 2024 to look forward to um the bike riders the austin butler tom hardy and Coma. that will probably come out now that this comes to the thing that might come out this year if not might come out next year which i'm looking forward to it regardless regardless sorry but yeah it finally came to a thing so november's been a great month so far let's keep this up you know as i said before i hope that you're all well if you're not i'm sorry to hear that but we're almost at the weekend we're almost halfway through there we can we, you can do this you know i have faith in everyone who can do this so yeah but this is just a little interview of what's to come into november in terms of films and stuff so i just thought i'd do a little second review might start doing this in in future episodes and stuff so but as i said before you know we're on 138 plays i just want to say thank you so much um apparently my podcast has even been in australia because uh, america and britain being the ones and then obviously australia four percent people in australia or i don't know four percent of people but whatever but it said that anyway so that's insane but anyway i hope all is well i hope you are doing well uh thanks for being here thank you for tuning in to episode 17 um i really appreciate it I hope you're all doing good, and I will see you all in the next episode, which will... I don't know what will be, but we'll, we'll see. We're nearly at the 20-episode mark, which is just insane. I was hoping to have more out, but, you know, we're nearly at the 20 mark, and that's just a huge achievement itself, you know. And it's crazy, you know, everything's just coming into place, so... But anyway, thank you so much. Thanks for being here, everyone. I really appreciate you listening to to this and the podcast it means the world to me you have no idea thank you um i'm gonna see it probably won't be now but in the in next year probably gonna do where i might get some getting some people on the podcast to talk about you know films in general or some of their favorite films just a general talk and everything um i've got a friend in america who said he wants to jump on and i'll be like i'd love to do that it'd be cool and then got a, uh, another friend of mine who said he, he would definitely do it. He's a big horror dude. So, don't know. we got some plans parked up and everything. So, yeah. But anyway, as I said then, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in, listening. It really means the world. And I will see you in episode 18. So, yeah. Thanks for being here, everyone. I will see you in the next episode. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. Adios.